Elliot, if I told you Hello. last week that the DJ Armin Van Buren and the Counter-Strike ecosystem would have a, uh, a collaboration this last week, would you have expected such a thing? I would have responded, who is Armin Van Buren? That's a reasonable answer, because I also had to look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, Armin Van Buren not, not is DJ. Not my flavor. Okay. And the reason that we're bringing him up is because last week, the first bit of IESF, which is the International Esports Federation, I think. We'll go with it. We'll, I, we'll we're go we're with running it. with it. Um, the women's tournament finished and the Netherlands won. And so Armin Van Buren being a Dutch DJ had them on stage in the middle of one of his sets holding the trophy up, which is just absolutely awesome. So... Was he there booked regardless of whether or not Holland won and Netherlands won? I I don't know. I don't see here's <laughs> that's my here's question. my thing. Was, I can't were they gonna play anyway? I like, can't tell if this was again, I have I have little to no uh like knowledge about this. I don't know if he was at a some other event. And yeah, it just happened to be. It just there. happened like, to what, be. Yeah, I don't know what it was. What's going on? Cool. Is this more or less weird than Eva Elfie just showing up to the major? I feel like more. Incorrect answer. You're supposed to say who is Eva Elfie. That's what you're supposed <laughs> to say. You've outed yourself, brother. You <laughs> the internet outed itself a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, well, well, quite. Unfortunately, it's one of those things I, you just you can't not know who she is because she was on Twitter all the time. Fucking um, Pimp had a show. Pimp was on some broadcast with her, and he had to like label the tweet that was like, "Don't go looking yeah. into this if you're under funniest shit." Yeah, don't click on right. Twitter profile. So, why did you tag yep. it? <laughs> this week we talk about ESL Pro League Group A, Group B, a ton of just random ass interviews that happened this week. And we'll talk about the Mongols' new addition to the team, all that and more after the intro, which we're rolling now. <laughs> Welcome to Overtime on Inferno. I am Logan Ramhab. <laughs> this is AZSK. We are back after week one of Pro League. Uh, apologies that this podcast is going out a day late or two days late, depending on where you are Deal in the with world, it. because blame meetings. Um, yeah, that's what much. we go with. We, we so usually record I wanna, on a Wednesday wanna... afternoon and we couldn't because yeah. Logan had a lunchtime meeting, which seems like cruel, cruel and unusual punishment to me. I agreed, but I got my lunch paid for. Mm, doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. It's it's whatever I had to. I, it's, I'll, we'll survive. Um, so I want to I want to do this podcast in bookends. So I want to talk about group A here at the beginning. Then we'll get to the random stories in the middle and then we'll do group B at the end. I want to I want to bookend it with with Pro League. So let's start with group right. A where you and I were right. And I will take no comments on the matter. Yeah, um, nothing interesting happened. <laughs> so let's start with Vitality, <laughs> which literally nothing interesting happened. With. Yeah. Uh, they 2 owed Orcs, they 2 owed NIB, yep. and they 2 owed yep. the other team in the upper bracket final, which I'm going to purposely not say for a moment. <laughs> yep. um, NIP 2 owed Astralis because of course they did. Yeah. Um, of course they <laughs> And then they just lost every. Yeah, they lost game, every right? other game. Uh, yeah. Um, but the bottom half of this bracket is the fun bit. So we had talked about how, even though there's Vitality, Astralis, and NIP in this bracket, and the t- and like the whole bracket, that only one of them could make the upper finals. That the lower finals would be either Gamer Legion, Greyhound, Movistar Riders, or Furia. And we had a conundrum on our hands on who to put in that upper final slot. The probability was that it would be Gamer Legion. But you and I both made a guess <laughs> that Movi- Movistar just do this sometimes. I don't know how. It, you look at, like, when you watch them at most events, they don't look very nope. good. And you look at the individual players, you're like, 
Like, who's the star here? And then they just rock up to, like Pro League and just beat like three good teams. You know? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, or two good teams in this case. And like, oh, like, I guess you're just good. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't know. Yep. They just kind of made it to the upper finals. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I will say they beat a slightly dysfunctional Furia and Gamer Legion, who you know we do think are quite good, but at the end of the day, are still Gamer Legion. Like they. they they haven't overpowered giants to get there. And yeah. when they did play a giant, they did get soundly beaten. But. I would like to state that Movistar at their most recent, like normal roster ranking was like 35 in the world. And Gamer Legion is currently seven. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like Game Legion are bad or anything. No. It's just people will say it's only Game Legion. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a weird of a bracket. Uh, we had a last chance stage as well. So our lower bracket was Orcs against Astralis. Astralis won that, of course. Astralis then won against Gamer Legion, which was a little bit more of a test battle. Still a 2-0, but it felt harder. Like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was certainly harder than Orcs. Yeah. Uh, basically rolled it. Furia played Sorry. one against Greyhound. Furia then won against NIP. Astralis, Furia in the lower finals for Astralis. <laughs> I, I believe we talked about Furia NIP as a potential and saying we had absolutely no idea what would happen. And then I also said, like, I didn't think Yuri was that good. So obviously he was the one who, who kicked off and yeah. took over the game. So we're, we were all over the place in predictions from last week. Um, and then last chance stage, which is decides our fourth team, um, ended up being Game Religion against Furia. Um, which was not the mat, which was the match that most people would have thought would have been the upper semis for that side of the bracket. Yeah, probably, and it yeah. wasn't. Furia won this one here, so Gamer Legion won't be good. A lot of two O's in this. Uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of two O's. Um, there was actually only two two ones, and they were both in the last chance stage. Every match in the upper in the actual bracket was a two O. Um. Yeah. So teams moving on from Group A are going to be Vitality, Movie Star Riders, Astralis, and Furia. Meaning NIP is not through, and Gamer Legion is not through. I think for us, we're definitely more saddened about the fact that Gamer Legion is not through, as opposed to yeah. NIP. But I'm excited yeah. about Movie Star is through, and that would probably be the that would have probably been the team that Gamer Legion replaced. Honestly, I'm happy to see Furia recover to fourth. Like, I always think the scene is better when Furia are a good team. I agree and, with that, but probably for different reasons. <laughs> well, it, you're looking at it from a... They're essentially North American. No, that's it's actually me, not it's what like, I'm looking at it from. I, I think Furia is, is more important team to have... Is a really important team to have around right now because they are realistically the only team from brazil okay, and having yeah, that that's a large part and having brazil as brazil exist right is such a yeah. huge fan base and stuff that it's kind of people like to take like like to mock the brazilian fan stuff i think cash Truck's a better place when we have you know a brazilian team in the top yeah 10. and also furia are just a fun team like they're just they're just a fun team to watch and it's for me at least it's always nice to see fallen back on top yeah all right, let's do some rapid fire stuff. We have so because it's pro league and because all of the pros are all in Malta, it means we get about a trillion different interviews from HLTV within about five minutes. So we have them here um, and we're going to talk about, about some of them. So before we get to the interviews and this morning signed a ESL impact team made up of a couple of players from aces during the third impact league season and a former G2 Oya player. Um, oh yeah, Menka. So um, excited! More teams are getting into it, and Athena will be making their debut in like a week when Impact starts in Europe. Athena is one of the cooler uh, uh, suffixes. I agree. Suffix. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not prefix. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. It's, I think suffix has to attach to the end of the word. Regardless, yeah. it, it's one of the cooler ones. Yeah. Um, I I dig it. I don't understand how it works with Ents because I think the Ents, I guess Enceladus is from Greek mythology. Yeah. I, cause I know uh, I like so. Athena is historically Greek mythological. I just assumed Enceladus was not Greek mythological, but the more I think about it, I think it probably is. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you, but it, it seems like a, it seems like a Greek yeah. thing to do. 
All right. Next, the one of the two overperforming teams at the Paris Major Apex and their head coach Cuban have parted ways. Mither will be promoted as the new head coach. Sorry, not promoted, appointed. Former mouse yeah. coach. Most. Well, he, he was on the Apex Rebels yeah. team, so he is sort of promoted. Um, Mither, yeah, he was at North and Mouse. Um, gets a lot of credit for his um, ability to bring up young players a lot of the time. That's, I mean, he was a, a teacher, I believe, um, at like an esports academy, university type thing. Um, to see. And when he left Mouse, I believe he said he wanted like a project of young players to bring up, which is why he ended up on Apex Rebels. Uh, interesting that he's gone back to like, senior coaching. Yeah, um, I mean the Apex Rebels team, uh, the the regular Apex team, um, is kind of has some youngsters in it as well. Um, maybe yeah, it's, of course, it's its own kind of thing. You've got the uh, the the North Macedonian duo of Kachanito and Kixen, so. Maybe the the ability to bring them up and help their game yeah. may have been a, a good shot. It may have also just been yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. May have just also been Cuban got like a great offer. It doesn't seem that it's a it is a bad Cuban left the team. It seems like it was a just we're switching coaches. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but it does seem surprising given how much they overachieved um, and seem to continue doing to then tr- swapping your coach, but. We don't know the inner workings. It's very hard to tell how much a coach yeah. does from the outside. So, good luck. Um, all right, let's start with our, our interviews. I've got three on the board that are important for us to do. One was from HLTV Confirmed, a obviously subpar podcast, and two are from Pro League themselves. Uh, so, the first one I want to talk about is the Tourzy interview that he did with HLTV in which he has said a couple of things, one of them being that Pro League is too forgiving, um, which I agree with because there's 17 bits through. Um, And then two, I got to find the exact quote, um, but he says that not all of his problems were because of Dexter. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, people like to... (laughs) The bit I have on this is... People like to ascribe blame like that. Not all of the problems (laughs) were because of Dexter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think if you're Torsi, you probably do have to think like, yeah, you almost have to think, oh no, I am better than that. Like, and even if he doesn't believe it, like assigning blame to the structure means that he can still have some faith in his own ability, as well as being able to be like, this is what I need to do better. But also, I I was still good. It was just you know things didn't quite click. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll, we'll see with Dexter. Like, I, I mean, it, he had plenty of time at Mouse and never really like both orpers he had didn't look very good so there is a pattern emerging um he goes on to say i don't think i wouldn't say dexter had a bad system i think they're both good but i have a close a better connection with camille suhi um i really like him he's also my age we're closer good friend good connection that also helps outside the server all of that um that was the big yeah dexter's like quite a bit older and that is significant like uh, people you know professionals and, and that but there is a level to where it's like i think dex is like eight years yeah, old i think that's just like and it's like i want to say he's 28 29 i don't hang out with many 19 year olds no and there's a reason for that i i was gonna say wait no and then i remembered that i am in fact not 19 anymore um <laughs> yeah actually in esports is a little bit more I, I have friends in esports who are quite a bit younger i mean than i'm me, like but it's eight like, years younger than you that's seven years younger than you don't five years younger. I don't know. Don't, I don't. I don't remember how to do math, man. Um, in the math, um, yeah. No, but it's like that is significant when it comes to like how you view things and and how you like when you hang out, like how, the things that you want to do. Even like just being with people your own age is going to be a little bit easier. Generally, I mean, it's just it's a general rule. It's not hard and fast, but yeah, that, that is significant. Um, all right, next is the Cadian interview that he did with HLTV. Um, basically, there was a bunch of stuff that he, he said that they're just not playing to the way that they want to play. Um, that they are they're not playing. Where is it? Um, if it would be easier to answer <clears throat> the question of is there any sense it might be a rethink of the play style or rethink play style fundamentally? It would be easier to answer that question if we execute our philosophies correctly. Then if you lost, you see that you're one step ahead. You know what you're doing. If we execute things correctly and still lose, we have to look at it. 
but people know we're aggressive, but we've always had solutions to change the pace of the game. Um, there, So Cadian has basically come out and said that the problems that they're currently having on Heroic, which I would state that they are definitely having some amount of problems um, in the last yeah, couple of months. They are, but it's also like, you're still really good and it doesn't ever feel doomed. Um, that they're their their thought processes they have a play style they have a philosophy on how they want to play and they're just not playing to that philosophy um i think that's true i I think i think he's been very kind and honest there especially in the big games you can tell that heroic are not the same beast like they don't play the same way in group stages as they do on stage and it is a shame and actually right now they're not playing the same in group stages as they are on stage either well yeah that's we'll talk to that we'll talk about heroic a little bit more when we hit uh the end of group b but uh, when we talk about group b but there's um there's something there's something brewing as we're as we're recording (laughs) um yeah yeah so there's something to brew in there uh the heroic domination era might genuinely be ending and they have almost nothing to show yeah. for it. Um, one more article interview that we want to talk about is Jerry famed for IGL. Jerry, Jerry, um, Jerry. So Fours <clears throat> former 4's IGL revealed that he had received international offers. He didn't like the way those teams were trying to build their rosters. And so he's building his own roster. And it's going to reveal in a week and a day's time. So Friday next week. And this is the team I'm most excited for. Not that there's many other teams to be excited to come out, but like I'm very excited about this team. The the thing is, he didn't actually need to announce this team because I already know it's going to be four players I've never heard of. And two of them are going to be brilliant. And and, and, Jerry's going to make two of them really good. And and that's it. Like that, that's what he's always. When they made the fours rosters, the last few fours rosters, I've not even known. I didn't know who Shalfi was. I watched him play. I didn't think he was very good. And then like six months later, watch him again. He's like, oh, he is really good now. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know who Zorty was. He's now really good. Like it, it doesn't like Jerry is going to do things his own way. He's going to build a team of players you've not heard of, and he's going to turn them into a really good team. Yeah, so I, I, want, to, I want to read some quotes from the article on how he found the team members um, yeah. because I think it's very interesting. Uh, I have my own vision of which players the team should include to progress in half a year. That's just, This is like timeline goal. Um, in, respo- uh, if he wants, in response to whether he wants young, hungry players, yes, but there are specific things. For example, it might be an experienced opera in the current meta. In the future meta, a sniper will be doing a lot of the impact in clutches and opening duels and finishing rounds. That's the sniper. So the first thing I had I want to say should be young players who are ready to grind. And for me, this is the most important, that they're ready to listen. If you invite to Cloud9, you go there, and there are really good people that I would like to listen to what they're going to say about the game, how they're going to approach the game. But in my case, since I didn't receive an offer such talented players, I have only one way to find good, ready-to-work people and tell them how they can do what they want. I want them to realize that they're good players, and maybe they just didn't have enough resources, or maybe they didn't have an IGL, or maybe they didn't have confidence. That's my mission here. I want to try to help them find their way in the world of Counter-Strike. That's my goal. I realized I'm not. I, I realized I'm really good at helping people who think they're bad. Who, who think they're not capable to play a tier one or tier two or tier three. I just know the steps. He's got such a savior complex. Like, but he's actually just looking at players going, I can fix it. Yeah, but he does. <laughs> that's the, that's oh, the yeah, problem. Yeah. It's a, sa- a savior complex is such this like negative connotation of like, Oh, I can save them. But in this case, he just actually yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just looking at these players going, I can fix him. And then he does. And then he moves them on. He's it's like, he's like flipping properties. That's what he's doing. All right, and the last team we want to talk about today is uh, the team favorite Mong- uh the team favorite, the the pod's favorite Mongols, who have adjusted their roster again. Um, has Tekka will be leaving the team, and they're signing Senzu, who requires yeah. some more conversation because. So I, I, I'm told Hazteca oh. was originally supposed to be the in-game leader and they went back to Blitz. And so Hazteca basically was, was pointless on the team because he clearly wasn't good enough to be a player. Um, and then uh, when he wasn't in-game leading, what's the point? Because they looked better under Blitz mm-hmm. anyway. So uh, Senzu used to play for a team called NKT, uh, basically the other team in uh, Mongolia. Um, yeah. Which 
uh, sorry, NKT was not the other team in Mongolia. NKT is the the Asian super team in strong quotes with Bentet, Exigen. They are now, but were they then? They were then, I believe. Okay. Um, he left in November. Oh yeah, I guess this was just. Oh no, he left. He left in April. He was benched in April. So yes, this was during the Exigen, Urkist, Bentet era. Yeah, it's when it's when they were. Okay. Um, the problem is, is that Team NKT put out a tweet in the and in the beginning of June saying that, quote, we regret to inform you that Senzu has been found guilty of a fraud scheme that has affected our players and management earlier this year. He has confessed to all his actions. We are working diligently with all parties to resolve this matter. And it says Bentet came out, said this is absolutely true. Apparently, the fraud that was committed by what by Senzu was lending other Team NKT member skins and then gambling them and then losing the skins and then he lied to the rest of his team and didn't pay them back for the lost items wow yeah <laughs> oh, i wasn't actually aware of that that's uh i mean personally that would just be a no-go for me i know he's 17 he was 16 personally. at the time not that that makes a huge yeah, difference even but... so like even so for me i mean well he's 17 now yes, he's so 17 now if he has grown up he's done it very quickly um but but also like to me that's just like uh, i i I'm kind of hardline about that stuff. I'm mm. always very reticent to let people back who have been back banned. Even though oh, I was back banned when I was 14. It's like, well, you, when I was 14, I knew better. Yeah. Like, uh, t- to me, I, I'm, I could be quite hardline on that, and I'm aware that's not the normal. It's not, not the opinion of a lot of people. To me, I certainly wouldn't um, re-sign somebody who was, who was banned. This would be a new but. sign, but still. Same, same vibe. Uh, he was on the Mongols before. Uh, he was on the old version of the Mongols, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh, because okay, the Mongols okay, is yeah. not a real team. Sorry. Yeah, I, I saw he was on the Mongols. No. I was like, oh yeah, so, yeah I forgot they. Yeah, Mongols isn't a real org. It's just yeah. this. That it's the, the it's the team that everyone in Mongolia takes as they need as they are looking yeah. for org. There's a couple other of those teams around the world. Um, like party astronauts is or, or bad news bears actually bad, bad news, news bears, bears is yeah. like the na version of like if a team is looking for a team and it's got one or two of the members from the original bad news bears they take the the uh the yeah. name it's the same thing there all right let's get to the last bit of the episode um group b which is going on right now the opening round is done and there was some interesting ish bits i want to start not with Haruk. i want to get to Haruk at the end um, I want to start with Ents, who beat up on EG. Yeah, I think I said in the newsletter that forget MR12, this might be the fastest best of three ever, even even with 16 rounds and a half, uh, 15 rounds. Yeah, Ents looked particularly good. Um, yeah, I, I would say actually they were disappointing that they gave up 23 rounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, let, let's let's rephrase the ants looked good of course ants looked good they're ants eg yeah. did not look particularly good um like yeah like I, there's nothing to expect no. from eg like they come into this this roster is not meant to do anything so you kind of like you have to take the rough with the smooth you have to expect they're going to get battered by teams like ants and and look at the fact that they got 14 rounds on one map and go yeah I'm okay. kind of it's something to build I'm on. hoping that the EG stuff improves. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, the current the well, the CEO of EG has been replaced. Step down. Yeah, by someone else who was in the. I I don't remember if it was exactly the C-suite or if it was somewhere else within the company, but someone else who has done a bunch of esports work before that it may make more sense. I don't know if that's going to realistically change anything, but it may. We'll see as it goes mm-hmm. through. Um, that's that's our entire conversation on EG. We don't need to talk anymore about them. Yeah, <laughs> like they've they've clearly given up on being good with like by because they had the mm. roster they were going to sign and they didn't and they just put forward their academy roster. They're clearly just seeing this as a period of well, let's be kind and say it's a period of transition. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more a period of austerity, but um, fine, like. They should lose to Ents. They did lose to Ents. Yep. Speaking of a team that should have lost to another team, MIBR went and beat Mouse. Um, it sends... <sighs> Mouse sports are so Mouse sports at all, yeah. all points, aren't they? They just refuse to ever be consistent. They're never consistently bad. They're never consistently good. They're just consistently inconsistent. 
they will have good players. They will have great. I mean, they've got frozen. Like they have, the, they have, they can have great players. They have good players. They can have five players who you look at and go, yeah, this team can be really good. And they'll still just lose to MIBR out of nowhere. And they always will. Like, it's something to do with the name. I'm convinced it is. Like it has to be. The org is just cursed. They cannot be consistent. Yeah. This is this is just to remind everyone because we haven't seen MIBR in a bit. This is the new look MIBR, right? So no more Henny, no more Turtle. So it's Exit, Brazen, Insani, Drop, and Safe who came over from Furia. But it's not even like it was the new recruit. No, it was Insani. Like, drop and Safe are fine, and this is Insani who who does have it in him to do to have these games, but it doesn't really happen to great teams. Not very often. No, I. But in, and now Sar's still so young. Like to be fair, both of these—it's hard to be too mean. Both but, these teams are really young. Other than safe, yeah. uh, safe brings the yeah <laughs> brings the number on <laughs> on MIBR up a lot. But, but safe is like he's older, he's twenty eight. But in Counter Strike terms, he's still very young because he started playing really late. He's been playing the game for like three yeah, he years. Started playing really late, so um, he's actually quite inexperienced and might be able to play for longer. I don't know. Yeah, um, so MIBR will face Ents about an hour after we finish recording, which will have already happened by the time you listen to this. The other side of the bracket is the more fun side. Uh, big win and beat Monty, which I would not have guessed because, well, I think that at this point, if you've listened to this podcast for more than 20 minutes, you know that we're resident big haters. Um, the, the thing I want to yeah. note about what Big I, has done. We're not big haters. We're, we're, not big big we're not big truthers. We're, we're not angry <laughs> no, with it. That's a good point. We're just, we're just disappointed. We're just so, say, ah. I do need to point something out in regards to Big is they've brought Tabson back as an IGL. Um, Sin is no longer IGLing, or he, while he was supposed to, he's not going to for a while. Uh, they realized somewhat smartly. I don't know who could have ever suggested this. <clears throat> Go listen to our old episodes. Um, <laughs> who could have suggested that maybe bringing a player up from Academy and saying, here's this brand new tier one team with a bunch of players you never played with before. And then also going IGL for the first time <laughs> was a poor decision. Well, he played with process and Crimbo. Before, okay. Right? But so. still probably not a great idea. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to bring him up and he is an in-game he's leader, he's not an in-game leader, then it's fine. But yeah, if you're going to do it and he's not normally an in-game leader, yeah, maybe not. Um, so yeah, they went and beat Monty, uh, who's just kind of, you know, they're being Monty. I don't have much more on the matter of that than that, but like... Monty, they downgraded in firepower when they lost Boros, which was always going to be the case. They're never going to be able to get another player as good as Boros is mechanically um, and just as aggressive as he is. So they went the other way and they got um, Bro, who is a lot more disciplined. He's a very good player, actually, from when I've watched him. I've always thought he was a very good player. Um, but they don't have the same raw firepower. And you ha- you almost have to like overpower big because it's quite difficult to beat them in a... like. You're not going to beat him in a game of chess. You have to beat him in boxing. Like if you if it's in chess boxing, you've got to knock him out. You're not going to check mm. Like you actually, you just have to swing for the fences and just ruin it all of their plans. Because if you let them do what they want, they will beat you. Um, and I don't think Monty quite have the firepower to overpower Big. Yeah. All right. Heroic versus Rooster was the other opening round match complete non-event i watched this match i didn't realize it ended once it had ended rooster got six rounds heroic got 32 there's nothing more to talk yeah. about it than this we do need to talk about the upper semifinals that's currently happening though between heroic and big because on big's map pick of ancient they went up 11 to 4 in the first half and then went up 14 to 4 and then went to triple overtime and yeah. won big one, but then went to triple overtime. Yeah, you know, just sometimes, <laughs> right? I don't expect you to get this, but sometimes <laughs> you just have to partake in a little bit of trolling, just a tiny amount of tomfoolery. <laughs> An amount of tomfoolery. I, I, yeah. You just have to do a little bit of trolling. 
And you know, that's what Vic have done. There's a little bit of trolling. And then they but they they stopped before they got too silly. I don't think they stopped it. If they stopped before they got too silly, it would have been like 1613. No, no, no. Yeah, it's good to the triple overtime. They, they, they went right to the brink. They went right to the brink and they were like, oh, we're only joking, and they won. <laughs> All right. Little bit trolling. <laughs> um MIBR face ends later today, and Mouse and EG face each other later today. Monty beat Rooster this morning, which is a big non-event. Um, although Rooster did well, get a map will on you Monty, say that? I will. Yeah, yeah. Rooster like smacked him on nuke if I remember. And Chelios had like this like sick. I think it was either an ace or a four K on ramp. Um, we just kept a four K and just killing them. It was a four K. And it's like, oh yeah, maybe they can do something, and they just kind of got sound yeah. beat. They will, uh, they'll face the loser of Mouse Sports EG in the lower round. Rooster versus Evil Geniuses can be a very fun match. <laughs> that game is a no-win game for EG. <laughs> if if EG win that game, then you go great. You're better than everyone. Just goes well, well yeah. E- well, EG goes, yeah, great. You're the. You've beaten the second or third best team in Australia, a region not historically known for their great teams. If you lose to them, you've lost to the second yeah, well, or third exactly. best team in Australia, who's not known for great teams. There's a clip of uh, it's a really old clip of an uh, English show, and for some reason they have a they have Michael Owen, who world famous footballer mm-hmm. um, at his peak, won the Ballon d'Or, brilliant footballer. And he's playing against some thirteen-year-old goalkeeper, and he like, and they they like, they, I think the coach is trying to teach this like goalkeeper how to you know how to like play in one v ones, and Michael Owen like chips him, he slots it past him, and one time he goes round him, puts it in, and starts celebrating, and the coach just goes, "Well done, Michael. He's 13. and that's what EG playing Rooster is like. So, well done, EG. You beat Rooster. Doesn't count, like. What do you you can't you're not allowed to celebrate. He's 30. Yeah. So let's let's do our predictions. Who is making it out of here? Um assuming Hero can get their shit together, they're my them and Ents are my number one and two teams to make it out. Yeah, it just kinda has to um, be, isn't it? I, I have a lot more Hit it, MIBR I have a lot more faith in Ents than I do in Heroic right now. Uh MIBR will mm. play Monty. Assuming oh, MIBR loses to Ants. Um, that's kind of a toss up. I, I lean. I kind of think MIBR might win. I was going to say, I lean Monty, Monty but like, so I could see MIBR winning that pretty easily. It depends on the day Insani yeah, is Monty having. Um, well, it, no, it really does because like the rest of the players on MIBR are pretty consistently where they are at. Uh, like, Exit and Brazen yeah. can fluctuate a little bit, but Insani can either be this like average 1.1 player or he can do the shit that he did yesterday uh like this morning yesterday where yeah. he goes really really high and has really good highs um if insanity's a really good player it's an mibr thing otherwise it's kind of a toss-up yeah insanity's kind of like he's the player you'd want boros to like go up against whereas like they're both super aggressive they both can completely take over a map and monty don't have their version yeah. of that player so it, it does kind of come down to whether or not insanity takes yep. over because if he does, they don't have a play he can show. And him. then assuming Mouse win today, and we see the uh, the battle of the underperforming, well, not underperforming, the battle of we need we need, to, we need a better name for the third tier three team from Australia against the tier three team from North America. Uh, bout we're gonna have. Yeah, it's not even the the battle of no. mid, is it? I mean, that that meme where it's just people always the battle of mid. Like yeah. it's, it's not even that. So. It's just Mouse will face. It's just the two monkeys fighting. Yeah. Mouse will face the loser of heroic and um, big, which could be either team at this point. Um, heroic's up. Uh, heroic's down one map, but I don't. Heroic will it, probably they should. win. Unfortunately. Um, okay, so and then Mouse big. Nope, I don't. I'm couldn't. not. I refuse to so pick a winner. Our answer here is probably making it through. Ents heroic. MIBR and big mouse and big all right, all right. So, so let's be very clear. The lower heroic ants should make it through every day of the week. Yeah, the tier below them <laughs> MIBR, big mouse, and then the tier below that yeah. is just Monty 
and then it's every other team. I th- I think MIBR do just lose out, unfortunately. I think they just lose out from here. Do you think they lose to Monty in the lower semis? I think I think they might beat Monty and then just lose to Mouse and then Big or Big and then Mouse and, and miss out, I think. That's possible. They'd face the lower bracket final loser, which... Well, actually, yeah. if Rooster... So, no. So, the lower bracket final loser. So, if MIBR goes on to lower bracket final and then lose to Big or Mouse, they face the winner of EG Rooster for the fourth place decider match. <laughs> so, they can get pretty yeah. deep. They just... They have to... They, they will have to get a win against big or mouse in the lower in the fourth place decider match yeah they, they they need to be either big or mouse i think and monty yeah um, if they don't beat monty there's nothing it's, it's not looking no. good breath it's not no looking good. it's probably it's probably mouse big heroic ents oh yeah but probably but but note you, mouse and big are so inconsistent. note that mibr and monty have a legitimate path to to making it through yeah. oh yeah, yeah. um they do. Just that way. The only teams that won't make it are EG and Rooster. We are we are certain on these points. Yeah. I I am willing to be to say that we are certain on these points and get clowned on for EG yeah. making it through. Um <laughs> they won't. Yeah, they won't. They <laughs> this won't. is why I'm willing to do this. All right. Um, I think that's it for us this week, unless any yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, oh, actually, oh. there is something else we should talk about, which is um, Into the Breach Sign. Oh, yes, Into the Breach Sign. Oh, there's two things. I have I have another thing, too, after. I have, another, have another thing. thing. Um, into the Breach Sign Kicker, as an in-game leader, obviously, Thomas stepped down, um, making sure that, you know, we... we I say we, the English, we, we can have nothing nice. Uh, we had one team for three weeks, and then all of the players split up. One of them's gone to the bench, one of them's gone to TSM, and one of them's no, not... Just, now as a Romanian flag on HLTV. Into the Breach and now a full international lineup with no English players. Um, Kika is the in-game leader. Supposedly, he does a, he did a lot of the in-game leading on Virtus Pro. Um, and he had I a think big he did say before in, James did. Yeah, and he has a big say in the way they play. So I'm tentatively optimistic of Kika as an in-game leader, but that team... Is I would say hastily assembled is how I would describe that team. For, for those of you unaware, it's Kika Misuta. Um, my mind's Kika gone blank. Misuta. Kika Misuta, uh, Rallon, whatever, a crucial who was the old in game leader, and uh, 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 the guy they just signed, BMAS. Yes, yeah. Um, so it, it's like it feels a, like Sprout. It feels like they've signed whoever was a free agent and they heard of to me. I mean, I'm not against this lineup. I'm happy Masuda may be getting an actual shot. Yeah, like there's a world where this team's good, and I think that world is Kika is legitimately a genuinely good in-game yeah. leader. Um and he he really has he really can bring that versus pro style with him into into the breach and and turn these players into the the, the it, like make them system players yeah. in that system. I think that's the world where this team is good. I don't know. I'm skeptical I'm, that he has the talent. I think so. you and I for a while were on the Masuda may actually be a good player train. Um, yeah. And then he was, he was on vitality and just shit positions because they needed a fifth player. Right. And then we, he went to Falcons. Yeah. And Falcons was its own mess when it was the French team. I, He's had flashes of ability, yeah. but it's never. Been I hope consistent. he. I hope he gets to show a little more on this. I um, hope so. There's there's something in me that tells me he's he can still be good. I, I also just don't particularly fun. rate the uh, the Falcons lineup that was there when he was there because I think it was like NBK IGLing or like. Uh, I think Body was in game leader. Body was in game leader for like part of it and before that i think it was like haji who was IGL? it's uh i don't think he was the igl but he's a good player actually actually um 
He's he's a player who falls through the cracks quite a bit. He's actually very yes. talented. I, I agree. He's um, he, he's a victim of the French scene not being on it. Yeah, he's on the he's on the double pony former double pony roster right now. Yeah, but he's on a lot of those French teams that like rise up and do well. He, he, like, and that's because he's a good player and he's just a victim of the fact the French scene isn't very strong. Yeah, in my opinion. All right. Um, the last bit that I had for the day, um. Counter-Strike 2 is available to basically everyone now. Um, yeah. And people on the internet have a love-hate relationship with it. I won't go into any further than that. Um, but it means that... So, so it's it's kind of reassuring to me because there's a lot of things that I thought felt weird but couldn't... Put your like finger on? I, I, it's really hard to articulate because it's like... I can't explain to you what it fe- like that it feels weird to spray the AK-47. And then other people have picked it up and gone... Oh yeah, there's something off about it, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm validated. I'm not just either we're all in a collective like folly of many, or it feels weird. Yeah, no, it definitely f- feels weird. I'd I'd be willing to say it felt weird. Uh, I think it feels better today. Um, so so they've been releasing like daily updates to this game since it came out on Thursday. So it came open beta hit Thursday for basically everyone. Friday, they sent out another update. It was kind of small. Um, Monday was Labor Day in the United States, so we had off. Like Work was off. No one was at work. Uh, Tuesday, they shot another update out. Wednesday, sh- they shot another update out. Maybe they didn't Tuesday. They definitely did Wednesday, though. They've been hitting updates basically every day, adjusting little bits. And you can see that like people online are going, hey, uh, we think the interpolation ratio needs to be this. And then people try it out on their own, and they say, yep, this is what it should be. And then you see the next day, Valve, interpolation is switched to this default value. Um, so you see them obviously looking online, reading things. The game definitely feels better than it was, than it did feel. Um, yep. The first week in playing, it felt wrong. I still think that like movement is still a little off, in, specifically in the air. Um it's, certain things feel a little air, strange. Air strafing that, just doesn't exist right now. But, but I, I described it somewhere else as it's like having a stone in your shoe. Like when you've played the same game yeah. for for me six and a half thousand hours, any tiny mm-hmm. change to anyone who's not used to playing the game looks insignificant. But like a stone in your shoe, it looks insignificant from the outside, but inside it really hurts. And that's that's what it feels like to me. It's like it, every small change feels massive because you're so used to what it felt like yeah i'm i'm not i actually think that we're we're in a really good place with it um i think that feels good and and whatever the issues that we that currently are with it it doesn't feel like they're it feels like something i will get used to for the most part right it doesn't feel like it's like oh the game is bugged. the game is broken it just feels like stuff. Oh, this is this is do, new. This is a difference. I'm mean, gonna have to use this. Um, the other thing that I want to state is that I don't. Did you play the Counter Strike Global Offensive beta when it came out? In, okay, I uh, know. No, so no. I played it for about six minutes and then said, "I hate this game. I'm never playing this game again." Bought the game three years later. Said, "I hate this game. I'm never playing it again." And started playing another year after that. But when I played the beta a million years ago, <laughs> um. The beta was garbage. Like yeah. it, was, it was just trash. Um, and, and and you see that you go online and people are and people agree with this that like this beta is in a much better position than the original global offensive beta, which was just garbage. And that we're we're getting places a lot quicker than we used to. So the hope is is that as we continue to have the game out as the as people continue to play the game that we get to a considerably better place with the game. I just hate MR12. And I always will. I, I, I really hate it. I don't know. I, 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 I just no, hate it. I, I think it, it takes away so much from the game. Uh, I, I really I, don't like as it. someone who plays casually, right? Not thinking about pro scene, just as someone who plays casually, it's been nice to, I can fit more games in, in time. So if I, if I'm playing shit one game, uh, it's easy for me to move on get the next one in. But also it doesn't like, it's just kind of whatever to me. The, the, my biggest problem with MR12 right now is that the eco sucks. 
and by the eco sucks i mean the eco is too good I, right now Be- they, they might fix the economy do. but that's not that's not my issue with it like my, my issue with it is that every game it feels like it's over just as you're like the half is like oh right you, i really get into the swing swinger things like round nine and it's like oh you have you have three yeah. rounds like that, that so you would have six rounds to ride this way. Like it feels like you get one or two good rounds, and then, um, and, and the round, the half is completely changed. It used to be, you know, you have to, you have to really grind on nuke to your six T side mm-hmm. rounds, and now it's like you only need four. You don't need as much depth. Like you only have to do twelve T rounds. So, so like you don't need as much depth. You start to get a feel for the game the half finishes like you're you're on a heater the game finishes like this is so much of the joy is just is just taken away to me it's like uh, if you're having a bad game you can never recover because the game's just over like and you 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 just you get to like round eight you're seven how many games on overpass have we seen in pro play in your pugs where you are seven nil down and it feels impenetrable and then you find the the, the chink in the armor the little weakness you find that, and then the half completely turns around. You recover to like ten yeah. five. It happens all the time in pro play. Now, if you go seven nil down on overpass, you have already lost the half. Yeah. No questions asked. You've already lost the half. You're probably looking at nine three. And it's like it makes it so much more momentum based. And every gimmick round you win is worth twenty percent more than it was before. So upsets will be more common. Counter-strating will be more important. Uh, there will be less T-side depth. And there's just fewer rounds for good players to be better than bad. Like, a bad player can do something to win a round that they shouldn't be able to do that's like a low percentage player. And that means more now. And over, yeah, and over 16 rounds, that usually evens out to you losing. It doesn't always, but it usually does. Over 12 it's a little bit more wishy-washy like you only have to win two like bullshit rounds and it completely changes I the mean, half more so yeah, than it did the, before. the big uh, so I, I played a lot of valorant I, I, I cast valorant i observe valorant i do replays for valorant i played a lot about i haven't played in months month and a half two months at this point um famously mr12 game <laughs> um and yep. valorant has always felt to me like you win the pistol you win your your conversion and if you can win the bonus that's six rounds of the 13 right there right if you win both pistols right it's a lot but the thing that makes it makes valorant able to do it because i don't hate it in valorant um i don't hate in counter-strike but i i i'm also still looking at this with beta goggles on um is that if you lose two rounds your eco's broke. It doesn't matter what your like what your what your money's at. Yeah. Like you could be at 9k and you're you're broke. Just because of there is a considerably reduced economy in the game, right? In counter in 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 CS2 right now, you could win like four rounds in a row, get like 14k, right? And walk into a round and you you have money for the rest of the half. It's yeah. it is a legitimate problem. Um yeah, that's not. And I, th- I also think like your your game length thing uh, totally right. All, everything you said is absolutely right. I don't think we're going to change anyone's mind on MR12. Like I don't think Valve is going to decide to switch back to MR15. I think we're we're stuck with this for a minute. But I think that game has become too snowball. If you with the eco we currently have, it's a bad thing. Yeah. I, but I also don't want to see the economy change to like. Max no, I think max that's, like that's horrible. twelve would just be better. Like even just, maybe. even just bringing it down yeah, a little bit maybe. because four k down that's a whole buy. Yeah, like yeah, that is a that's lot. a lot down. Like I don't like, but that's a solution to a problem that we've created ourselves. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're we're solving a problem that we've caused by changing the length of the uh, game. Like buys in Counter Strike are more expensive than buys in Valorant on average, right? Because uh, Valorant, every gun is the M4A1S. Everyone buys heavy armor. There's no head or non-head. And you have to buy util in Counter-Strike, whereas you have to buy abilities in Valorant. And 
on generics that you cost more in Valorant in, in Counter Strike. So I mean, your your buys cost more anyway. We can have a little bit of an inflated ceiling, but like sixteen is just too much. So I much prefer uh, if we want to shorten the game. It's a, a idea of, of Harry's, and I've seen Hawker say it as well. Shorten the round length and shorten the length of smokes and slightly of Molotovs as well. Just we don't need to sit behind a smoke for yeah, seventeen I, seconds. I understand that. Um, like, just make it fourteen and shorten the round length like, because you know my feelings. Everyone knows my fucking feelings on Inferno. Part of the reason it's so shit is because there's one entrance to be and it's just smoked the whole round. So you're just like most of the round is spent sat behind smokes for both teams. And so we can shorten this. Like, don't shorten the bit that people actually want, the gameplay, shorten the bits that nobody fucking wants, standing behind mm-hmm. smokes the whole time. I much prefer that fix. Yeah. I am a I'm a big fan though. Actually, let me rephrase that that wording is just totally wrong. Um, I do wish Valve would make smokes less dark if you're sitting in them. I am I don't I don't really have an issue. I with it. I have a I have a clip that that I I had a one v four on ancient on Anubis last night. I got smoked out in what the fuck is it called? Is it just cave CT connector the 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 area that goes towards mid on the A site B site? Oh glass. Oh on B palace. I was sure. Um yeah the the area that goes towards mid that's not the like the long area that goes to the back. I okay. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, palace. I think I, I've always called that it sounds right. Um, it, it, it connects like bricks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it yeah, connects palace, the B yeah, site and mid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's palace. So yeah. I, there, I got smoked out palace. So I went to sit in the smoke as a you know degen with an MP9 and a one v four, and sitting in the smoke, I could not see anything. My screen was just so dark gray. <laughs> I I don't mind it. To be fair, it was absolutely a uh, bit of why I was like, why I was there. It like had to do with I sat in the smoke for like 10 seconds. Um, Most people won't. All right. Um, That is all we have for this week's episode. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about group C. We'll talk about the end of group B. We'll talk about any news that comes out then. And if we have nothing else to talk about, apparently us talking about TFT was popular. So, (laughs) <laughs> well for, for like one or two for, people for, at least it's yeah. the only comment on any video that i've seen that it's got actual upvotes on oh yes hello oh i can't hear you i think you rest in peace oh there we go <laughs> hello You're all right back. well we're gonna get going you can find us on twitter at at azesk at logan ramhap and at retail dr we'll be back next week.